0: Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your hosts, Dan and Danny. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast.
1: I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And here we are at the uh, theater once again. The set is down from the uh, previous play. we get got a little more room here today. Yeah,
2: sitting on the stage again, right. instead of being in the bowels of the basement and next to the, the dance studio it's there. Dance
1: studio, yeah. <laughs>
2: With all the little kids in there <laughs> and banging around and tapping their toes.
1: Yeah, which, uh, by the way, uh, a couple of shows ago, um, which they were starting to get a little loud and we, and we took a break, that's Alex right. was on that program, he was a fan of the show. Yep. And uh, we got an EVP out that's, of that.
2: That's right. And uh, a couple of the listeners, Mm -hmm. or I think at least one, commented and said that they heard something as well.
1: Right. Now, some of it could have been the kids or whatever, but there is a, a certain whisper just as we take a break. And when I was editing, I decided that I would leave that in there because it's when we're done talking and, you know, we say we're going to break and you just hear this whisper come out. And I even held off on the music before I started it in. Uh, and it, it sounds like it says, what now? But in a whisper, a male whisper,
2: it sounds. Right. So, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of EVPs often sound like whispers. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and that, I think that's because of the vibrational rate that they speak at. And, and apparently they speak much faster right. than we do, too. Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and this was a very, like, you know, I say, what now? And that's at a normal pace, but this, this seemed very quick, right? But it did seem like it said, what now? And you had your daughter listen as well? Yes, I, I said, just listen to this, and I want you to, you know, if you can hear anything, right? And then she says, well, I hear, I can hear the dance studio, because I told her about the dance. You know, I said, right. the moms are in that other room. And, <coughs> and I said, no, 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 listen beyond that. Right, just before the music starts, and then she's her mouth dropped open. She's oh, like, really? I hear it. Right, well, I'll have so, to put my headphones on and check yeah, it out.
2: Yeah, So maybe Alex, but, if he's listening, he'll be able to hear it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, well, it, maybe you will get an email from him, and he'll say, "Hey, yeah, I heard an EVP on my yeah." My and it
1: could have been more too, as as you you know you kind of go through, and a lot of our episodes have them. Yeah, I
2: wonder how many we miss because we're talking. Yeah. And they, they try to get a word in and we cut them off or you just don't hear it because... Right. You know, because of uh, us going on and on. Yeah. But uh, if there are... You know, and tonight when I walked in the door, I could... Like sometimes it's, you know, no pun intended. Sometimes mm. it's dead in here. Right. Like I don't feel anything. Yeah. And sometimes you can really feel the energy. Yep. And when I walked in today, I was like, Whoa, something was right up my back. And, yep. and uh, I saw an, an orb with my actual eyes Mm -hmm. go flying behind your head as we were setting up and you heard a thump I heard the thump over here and I could see a couple spirits one in each corner here so if uh any spirits you know if you want to come in and talk into the microphone and tell us your name or Mm -hmm. you know leave us a message
1: yeah whisper in that mic or
2: say it as loud as you can yeah don't whisper yeah so uh
1: yeah, that that's one of the things about capturing uh, EVPs um, because, like you said, sometimes uh, this the spirit world can talk so fast, mm-hmm. you know, can come out like a whisper. And, and that always bothered me. It's like, why are they whispering? You know, like, we can't hear but them I don't, anyway. I
2: don't think they are. Right. Wherever they are, whatever plane yeah. that they're on, I don't think they're whispering.
1: Right. But that's what we hear, our, yes. our ears. hmm or our brains, or whatever you want to call it, and then we
2: we get that rare one where it's like a whole sentence. Yeah, which is really cool too. Yeah, and, and a normal voice like a, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they if some of them have figured out to collect their energy a little bit more than mm-hmm. others, so they can project their voices. Right. But uh, yeah I don't know. Whoever figured out how to oh know, yeah, collect their 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 voices on electronic devices. Yeah, you know I mean, that was. Exactly. I wonder if it was it happened by accident. Right? <laughs> I'm sure. Someone was yeah. listening to something. They went, what's that voice in the background? Right. Yeah. So.
1: Well, I would like to have somebody sometime technically explain, like when you're recording, uh, like our hearing can only hear a certain range, mm-hmm. right? But there's. Well beyond that plus range. Unless
2: you're, you're Tony from Ship, <laughs> yeah. who hears everything. Yeah, right. He, he's part dog or something. <laughs> he's part I, dog or <laughs> elephant or something. <laughs> <laughs> because there's been lots of times where we're just sitting there yeah. during an investigation, and you and I don't hear a damn thing. Yeah. But Tony will say something. Just told me to f off. Yeah. And then you, l- you listen back, back on the EVP, and you you hear the spirit go f yeah. you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so maybe they're just. They don't like Tony. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just directed at him and not at us. Yeah, but. it could be. But certain,
1: like right now, even we record this podcast. I mean, am I recording just for our ear levels, or is there recording more? You mm-hmm. know, uh, I'd like to have a, a guy technically should, should explain look, should that.
2: Should look into it a little bit more.
1: And I did see uh, on television. I don't know which ghost program. There's so many of them now. You mm-hmm. know, but uh, a guy that had developed a, a tape recorder than if he would get stuff out of higher frequencies and then it was converted into the English language or German language. But it's like, I don't know if that's true or not, you know, mm. so who knows? Yeah, I'll check into that a little more on uh, whether, you know, just your regular recorders that we buy, are, are they, they must be picking up uh, Well, I've, I've
2: captured EVPs on my yeah. cell phone, yep. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we yeah, did easily. it here when we had yep. uh, Amy... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first Amy the first Amy yeah because it seems like we've got a ton of Amy's uh, <laughs> yeah. lined up for the show something about Amy and the paranormal I don't hey, know yeah but that's when we asked if there was any spirits here and we mm-hmm. said is there a spirit of a little boy named Jake yeah and we heard the disembodied man say nope yeah nope and then I played it back on my phone and mm-hmm. you sure could hear enough. It. you heard him go nope yeah so that was pretty cool yeah But uh, it was such a casual response, too. Yeah. It was like a, no. (laughs) It was just like a, nope. Yep. (laughs) No kid here by the name of Jake.
1: Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I find in this theater. I don't feel
2: negative spirits. Um, Well, we have had. We have had. We have. We've we've been growled at a couple times. Right. And And I know John and I saw that big, huge thing go across the stage that one night. Blocked out the light. It was so big. Yeah.
1: And John did uh, have a sense of a That shadow a man came through yeah. the
2: wall here and said he wanted to drop one of the Dropped ladders, one of the ladder. the ladder's yeah. on our heads and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know. But he I, might not be from the theater. He could have come from somewhere else,
1: too. Yeah. And that's what I, I sort of think that it's they roam the town or roam the places that they were used to being for at. For sure. You know, and, or they go wherever they want.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And well, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, why not?
2: Well, I didn't want to stay here at the no, theater. I when wouldn't. I pass away, I'm going to haunt the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. Right? We had uh,
1: some inter- interesting... Me and Hugh can hang out. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he must be there. Yeah, all for... <laughs> no spirit. kidding. Um, we had some interesting
2: stats come out of... Uh, oh, yeah. Of... We're going to bring this up, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think we'll get to that okay. after my other little story here. There's a gentleman from England and he lives in Canada now. Mm-hmm. I think he said he's been here for eight years and he is like crazy medium. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is spot on as they say, Spot right? on. Spot yeah. on. <laughs> and uh, his name is Mark. Uh, you can find him on Facebook. Uh, it's called the Olive Reader and he doesn't read olives. He oh. says he hates olives, right. but it's just uh, the name stuck somehow. Oh, and wow. he is booked until 2022. Every, well. He said, if you want to get mm. you a know, reading, you're looking at 2023. Oh, I was like, holy cow. Like, he is booked solid. Yeah. Crazy. And he posted a thing on Facebook and said, hey, if anybody... Like, he was doing this thing at this really nice coffee shop in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Blackwing. If you're ever in Cambridge, Ontario, It's a really cool place. Mm-hmm. Old brick building. Um, really nice coffee shop. So he said, I'm going to let spirit choose 40 people and I'm going to invite you to this evening with me mm-hmm. and he's going to try and do readings like a group, you know, in, inside the group and everything else. And I said, yeah, I got on there. I said, oh, why not give it a whirl? And my thing was like, oh, I hope spirit, you know, allows, mm-hmm. you know, a few gentlemen to come because it's usually right. always women. Right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it was 95% ladies there yep. last night. And, and the other men, other than me, all looked uncomfortable because, mm-hmm. you know, their wives drag them and the guys are usually right. like, uh, you know, I don't want any part of this. I'd rather be home watching the, mm-hmm. the basketball game or the hockey game or whatever. So even before he started, everybody was sitting in this one corner of the coffee shop. It's a pretty big place. Mm-hmm. And he's got this little stage and these leather chairs, really nice. And he's walking through the crowd and he stopped dead in his tracks I've never met this guy before. I didn't even know it was him Mm -hmm. because I'd never seen him before. And he turned and looked at me dead in the eye and he goes, you deal with, with dead people just like I do. (laughs) And all these people turned and they all looked at me and I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he he says, he says, you can see them. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, sometimes. And he said, when you can't see them, you know, they're there. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. And he says, you need to learn how to move them. Hmm. And I said, oh, okay. Yep. Uh, he said, when you go to locations, and I didn't tell him I was a paranormal investigator. I didn't tell him anything, but he's using this terminology, like locations. Right. And uh, he said, when you go to these locations, he said, "You, I'm going to teach you how to, how to open the door for them. And he said, he said, it'll look like a highway of spirits going <laughs> into the light or whatever. And I said, really? So yeah. And he said, you connect with me after. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I'll, I'll teach you how to do it. Wow. And I was like, okay. And I asked him later on, I said, did anybody tell you I was coming? Or he, said, mm-hmm. he says, no. He says, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, bizarre. okay. But he, but it was weird because he was winding his way through the crowd and Hit the brakes, whipped his head around like an owl, (laughs) looked right at me, and started. And I said, like, I said, how do you know? Like, who's telling you? He says, they're telling me. Yeah. And he pointed Hmm. up, right? Like, the spirits. He says, they're telling me to tell you this. I Hmm. was like, okay. That was very cool. Wow, that is So he wants me to come to his psychic development class in February. And he's going to teach me or tell me how to do all this other stuff. Oh, good, good. So I was like, hmm. Yeah, why not? Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And uh, the readings he did were Mm -hmm. amazing. Right. He was picking up on so much stuff from people. Yeah. And uh, made a few people bawl their eyes out. Oh, of course. This one poor girl, she lost her boyfriend. I guess they were going to be, you know, fiancés one day, but do a fentanyl overdose or whatever. Yeah. And he was picking up on everything, wow. And uh, even his nickname, yeah. And all sorts of stuff. And this, and the, this girl got a, a tattoo in mm-hmm. his honor,
1: right.
2: And she had long sleeves on, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I checked because yep. she was sitting like two rows in front of me, and he said, "Oh, he says he's telling me you just got a tattoo." <laughs> to honor him she was like oh my like this poor girl right? yeah she she just yeah. like was a puddle <laughs> you know Amazing. i felt bad for her yeah but she lifted her sleeve up and there was this tattoo yeah and it was really cool Jeez. and he just went on and on and on and right yeah it was it was wild
1: and he's cambridge ontario somewhere in there
2: yeah yeah and uh originally, originally, Trump, from, england. originally from england i think he's from london he said yeah and uh yeah the olive reader Oh. Good luck trying to get a, a reading with him. You yeah. Know, we'll have to wait three years. But, but you know,
1: there's always opportunities, um, you know, like for classes or stuff that he offers, type mm-hmm. of thing, so.
2: mm-hmm. Really neat. Really uh, really yeah. interesting. He had a really good uh, um, outlook yeah. on things, too. And one of the questions I asked him I said, Are spirits aware that there are other spirits mm-hmm. like in the same room? And he said, Yes. Mm-hmm. Because. We, I think we had talked about this once where it's like, we're all watching the same program on TV, yeah. but we're not aware of each other. Right. Right. Cause we're on this cable mm. and we're shooting down this, you know, this, right. this cables from your TV to wherever the hell it goes. Yep. You know, the satellite up in the sky or whatever. And he, mm-hmm. But he said no. He says they're fully aware of each other. They can see each other. He said sometimes they will interact with each other, and he says sometimes they won't. Just like people on the street, right? Yeah. If you you're that kind of person that keeps their head down and yep. doesn't make eye contact or say hello or nod or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I said okay, because I'd, I'd always wondered about that. Yep. And he said there are, and and John and we have talked about that alpha spirit too. Mm-hmm. Ones that are a little bit more assertive and right. come forward, you know, stronger and little pushy or whatever, mm-hmm. but so it was very interesting and yeah. I, I'm looking forward to uh, yep. learning yep. from this, and, John. And it's,
1: it's sort of like, you, I think maybe it put the spark back in you again, maybe to, to help spirits or help uh, well, people that are in th- need. the
2: thing again. was, uh, you know, John and I yep. used to work as a team, but now that John's no longer with us and he's not yep. into the paranormal anymore, I guess... Unless I can find someone else who I can do it with, Mm -hmm. or I just do it on my own. Right. But if he's going to teach me how...
1: Yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah.
2: But the other thing that he mentioned is he said he's... And Kelly Elson, who's been on the show, she said this as well. They've never come across anything negative. Right. Like a dark, bad spirit. Mm -hmm. And I wondered uh, if they're just so positive and so surrounded by good spirits and light and, and everything that... They just repel anything negative. Yeah, I agree with because that. Because we have come across yeah. negative spirits, and God knows poor John yeah. has had his fill, yeah. literally. And uh, so I'd like to ask him about that as well. Yeah. Because I've had some creepy things follow me home. Right. You know, and we all know John has. Yeah. Tony has. and yeah. And uh, you may have, but you just I, might not have noticed.
1: Yeah, may- maybe not. But, again, I... Ugh. You know, to compliment myself, I'm a very positive person. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I don't know, and and I have had even psychics, you know, take a look at me sometimes and go, "Well, wow, you are so well protected," you oh, know. Really? Yeah. And so it's just kind of, uh, you know, and I don't know whether you know. So I have the spirits, my spirit guides, I guess, and stuff must mm. be with me. And uh, but uh, yeah, I've never really had any negative things follow me home or anything
2: that i felt yeah
1: Yeah. and and you know what i find is uh you know i have a a regular job during the day i'm there for eight hours my mind is totally off of
2: paranormal stuff have you seen anything at work in a while uh not not there was that time you kept seeing someone walk by the window there
1: was was a like a, a week week and a half period where it was just like
2: someone was trying to get your attention
1: yeah and you know it's like okay i know you're there uh you know what do you want you know but and yeah I was actually seeing shadows I was seeing you know um, even we the one area just has like a a window and whether I'm seeing a reflection of somebody but there was nobody around but you could see like a full figure Mm -hmm. you know it was actually and I was like okay nobody's in there so but yeah that just happened and then but I haven't seen it for a while now but but I'm so focused we're so busy I'm so focused on what I'm doing Christmas time and all
2: the commercials yeah yeah.
1: so I don't really put much to it
2: until we get together to do a podcast Mm -hmm. you know now one of the ladies that was there as a guest uh, she had asked him about sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. she called it night terrors so she hadn't really done any uh, you know of her own investigating into it and I said to her afterwards, I said, well, you're experiencing a sleep paralysis. Mm Because she'd say that she couldn't move, she was awake, she was aware, she could hardly say anything. Um, And sometimes she would sense something dark Mm -hmm. in the room. And I know I've touched on sleep paralysis a little bit. Right. And I think we did with with, uh, With Alex's podcast. Yep. But I just had... Uh, uh, So it happened to me once until last week it happened to me again. Mm -hmm. But this time it was, it was a little different. I went on YouTube and I was looking up meditative, uh, videos. Right. Like Himalayan singing bowls, just relaxing stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was one I found, it it wasn't like singing bowl stuff, but it was, it was just like a a nice blue screen. Mm -hmm. It had a weird funky psychedelic design on it. And the music was almost like a synthesizer, like, right. elect, you know, electronic, you know, sure. that kind of thing. Yep. And I don't know if I actually fell asleep or went into a meditative state because that was my, my mm. goal. And when I came out of it, I had sleep paralysis and I mm. couldn't move. Oh, no, no, I, I, I could lift my hands. So I was in my, in my recliner, like mm. my lazy boy. And I had I could lift my fingers up a little bit, and I could only make like uh, like is that, that right? kind of sound. Yeah, and I was trying. Yeah, and the only thing that snapped me out of it was my son come crashing through the, the mm-hmm. family room door. You mm-hmm. know, he wanted to go somewhere, and it boom yeah. popped me out of it. Right now, the, one of the theories, like there's lots of stuff on the internet, but it's all scientific. Right, you know, um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But my, one of the theories I've heard is that when you're in a state of sleep paralysis, you have astrally projected, or your soul, quote mm-hmm. unquote, has left your body. Right. And because it hasn't come back fully, you mm-hmm. can't move, or okay. you can't. You're not ready to to get going. And I guess whatever um, whatever triggers, mm-hmm. like the my son crashing through the door and right. flicking the lights on, True. boom, you're you're instantly back. Yeah. You know, back to normal. And uh, <clears> they. <throat> You know, a lot of people say it's, it's, uh, and this is something I found on WebMD. And there was a lady who said every night she would fall asleep and then dream that she was unable to move, but that her husband was coming into her room and trying to attack her, uh, helpless. She could neither move nor cry out. This went on for several years and she said it was very difficult and she was exhausted. And they said the woman had a sleep disorder. So they're calling it a sleep disorder called sleep paralysis when a person is asleep but immobilized. Uh, and it says, like many who have sleep paralysis, she was also having hypnagogic never heard that word before, hallucinations that she was being attacked. And this doctor says it's not a serious condition, but it can be very disturbing. And that's to say the least, right? Right. But uh, I don't know. Uh, the, oh, the <laughs> this funny thing too is, they said, uh, clearly an episode of sleep paralysis can be very scary, which has led to some unorthodox theories. Reacher's research shows that people in countries as diverse as China, East Africa, Mexico, Newfoundland, <laughs> I didn't know Newfoundland so it was, was country. a country. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying Mexico, Ohio, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, um, have long believed that paralysis is caused by demons, witches, or other supernatural creatures sitting on their chests. And sometimes trying to have sex with them, it says. Hmm. Hmm. But he uh, says, don't sleep on your back. That's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. But um, often the experience is accompanied by noises, like a loud buzzing, sensations of being dragged out of bed or flying. Mm-hmm. That would be like the astral projection or the remote right. viewing. And he says, in fact, some researchers believe sleep paralysis is what's really going on with stories of alien abductions. Oh. But how could we all be having the same right. hallucination, right? Like the first time it happened to me, I was, I had a nap. I was on my back in the bedroom. The door was closed. It was pretty dark because mm-hmm. I'd drawn the curtains and I could see a black shadow figure, the silhouette of my wife right. came in and she was like, when are you going to get up? And I, and she was talking to me mm-hmm. and I couldn't answer because I was yep. paralyzed, quote unquote, and then a shadow person of my son came in, mm-hmm. and jumped on the bed, and then eventually, I think my wife came in and flicked the lights on and said, "Like, get your lazy butt off of you know, right. like what are you getting a nap all day, <laughs> or whatever." Mm-hmm. But she says, "What?" She says, "What were you dreaming about?" She says, "Cause you were like yelling,"
0: mm-hmm.
2: and also, and I was like, oh, "I wasn't yelling. I was going, Ugh, like, yeah. uh, you know, help, <laughs> like someone get in here and wake me up." But it was such a. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it was a really weird. Yeah. It was disturbing. Yeah. But, uh, if anybody's going through it, like any of our listeners, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to share any of their stories with us and they want to do it anonymously. Right. You know, send us a, an email or a Facebook message. Yeah. Cause it seems to be a, a bit more of it, uh, coming to light lately. Yeah. And that's one of the things that the psychic Mark touched on mm-hmm. and, uh, a lot of other people, a lot of other psychics and mediums like Michelle De Roche and Kelly Elson have said that the veil is either very thin now mm-hmm. or it's completely gone. Right. And a lot of people are having a lot more experiences with paranormal things right. and supernatural things, and yeah. and people are becoming more open-minded to mm-hmm. it. I, I find even like scientific the scientific world. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if anybody. Uh, has any sleep paralysis stories love to hear about it
1: yeah I can I can re- relate to the one point that you you made and and I felt this before too where um, you're so deep and out of it and I wake up and you know I wouldn't say that I I can't move or anything but it, it's just you're not right yet and then you know, it's mm. almost like like yeah, you said, you, like your soul you comes back or something. Yeah, or it's
2: almost like you're, you know, yeah, you're almost like floating around and
1: yeah, yeah, like it's you, like your body just, is aware, yeah,
2: but your spirit is not kind yeah. of thing, yeah, or exactly. your spirit's like, hold on a second,
1: yeah, I'll be there in a second, <laughs> I'll
2: be there in a minute <laughs> when your kid kicks the door in and wants mm. to go to the skate park or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just a, uh, it's a really weird feeling, but uh, you know, I've had that happen a few times, mm. but. But, yeah, I've never really thought of it as maybe a sleep paralysis thing or, a, but, but quite, that's quite, quite common. Oh, too, yeah. Though.
2: Like some of the Facebook groups, you know, the paranormal groups I, yeah. I belong to, people talk about it all the time. Yeah. And some people have it like almost every night. Yeah, that's you know, scary. Which is awful, you Yeah. Know. Yeah, exactly. But he said uh, to sage your room mm-hmm. um, and ask spirit to like, to leave you Alone. Right. He's not looking at the negative. He's just saying, you know, ask them in your head or verbally out loud to leave you alone, let you get your rest. You know. I was wondering about the whole
1: saging thing. And I guess that goes way back in time, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, and people do go in and sage. uh, But I'm almost thinking sometimes does that not even tick off? If, I mean, if you had a, a bad spirit in your home, wouldn't that just even tick them off even more? You well,
2: know? I look at it this way. It's yeah. kind of like getting pepper sprayed. Right. Right? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've been pepper sprayed. Not, <laughs> not, you know, because of work, right? Because right. of yeah. training purposes. Yeah. And it's awful. Right. Um, it, it hurts like hell. It's some of the worst pain you ever experience. Yeah. But you're going to be like, well, I don't mm. want to get that again. Right. So maybe I'll move on we'll and go somewhere on. else, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're like pepper spraying a ghost, <laughs> Yeah. right? Yeah, I guess so. So, and I guess there's that odd one that's yeah. like, eh, well, you know, I'll shake it off and I'll come back. And yeah. You, you just keep saging and saging and saging until they go, okay, I've yeah. had enough. Yeah, I'm not going in there yeah. again.
1: But, yeah. um, but it's nice that you could say that he said, why not uh, just ask them to leave as well, right? Yeah, I mean, if that doesn't work, then you got to go further. But
2: mm-hmm. and maybe maybe we should do a, a whole episode on protection rituals and right and different things, saging and crystals and singing bowls and yeah intention and stuff. That'd be a, I think that'd be a good topic to yep. get into. Oh, well, I think so too. Yeah, mm. especially for guys who do a paranormal podcast and <laughs> yeah. paranormal investigating and take things home with them. Even though we, we pretty get, we get uh, laxidasal sometimes. Yep. You know, you forget to ground yourself and exactly. tell spirits not to follow you home and yep. things like that. So, oh, well, that's yeah. just human nature, though.
1: We do. I mean, you know, sometimes we just walk out of here and we're on All our the own. time. Yeah, we just, we're not. All the time. Yeah. So. That's something we got to get better at.
0: That's right. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. <laughs>
2: now you've got some uh, statistics you want to share, Well, which kind of leads up into our next topic.
0: Right.
1: Well, what happened was uh, Spotify. Now, um, we can be heard on Spotify. We'd, I signed up for that uh, probably about a year ago, and... So Spotify we started to send out the stats, and I'm sure that if you are a Spotify follower, you probably got one of these emails that said, "You know, here's all the songs you've listened to in the last year, and you know, right. number one, number two. And and for the podcasters, they send out a, a one as well that uh, basically gave us an idea of of who our listeners are and uh, and how many there are. And I, th- I found it fascinating that, you know, we have about 180 people on Spotify itself. And uh, we originate out of CastBox. Subs- subscribers, though. Right. Actual subscribers. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, we we developed the show out of CastBox and it's sent out to the others. So uh, we get listeners from all over the place. But the Spotify was, was fascinating to send the stats to us. Finding out that, uh, in which we understood that, okay, we're a Canadian broadcast, so we're probably, you know, good, you know, big in Canada, which
2: was number two. Yep.
1: But it divided it up into countries. And Do you I'll, have it right I'll, there? I'll go over them in a All second
2: right. here. So the U.S. was five hundred and seventeen. Mm-hmm. Canada was three hundred and fifty-nine. The United Kingdom was one hundred and forty-four, and then fourth place. Mm-hmm. Which really shocked us. Right. I thought it would have been Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. Was Argentina. Well. Argentina came in fourth with 136. Right. Like only... So that's
1: 136 different units that had tuned into our program already. Eight
2: less than in the UK. Right. So I don't know what it is about Argentina, (laughs) but if you're listening from Argentina, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We had... uh, 1 in Vietnam, 1 hmm. in Mexico, 2 in India, 2 in Portugal. Australia only had 18. Right. And uh,
1: but they've been good listeners.
2: Th- they in have Australia, been. yeah. They have been. But Argentina. Yeah. Hola. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, <laughs> that's is pretty cool. Argentina known to be a paranormal hotspot?
2: Well, in response to mm-hmm. Argentina coming in fourth place just behind the UK, I decided to bring up a ton of uh, Argentinian ghost stories. Oh. And some of them are pretty cool. Is that right? And you you don't really expect the Roman Catholic countries Mm -hmm. um, because of their strong beliefs. Right. You know, when everything's demonic. Exactly, yeah. It's either angelic or demonic. um, For them to really um, promote their their supernatural or their paranormal stuff. Right. Like when I went to Portugal this summer, Mm -hmm. I just... Tried to see if there's any ghost walks or haunted tours or anything. Right. No, there was one, but it was more Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't really about the ghosts. It's just like old castles and history and stuff like that, which was a little disappointing. So I printed off some really cool uh, Argentinian Mm -hmm. ghost stories here, and they are pretty neat. So the first one we have is Luca Proden, a famous Italian rock star from the Argentine band Sumo is said to haunt his former home in Montserrat. The rock star died in 1987, six years after moving to Argentina in an effort to kick his heroin addiction. Proden became a successful musician here and managed to rid himself of his heroin habit, but developed a penchant for gin instead and died at the young age of 34 of cirrhosis of the liver. That's a lot of drinking for a (laughs) 34-year-old kid. Yeah, for sure. One of the oldest buildings in the city, Prodan's Old Adobe, is now a bar called Lo de Luca, or Lucha. The building sat empty after Prodan's death in 1987 until it was restored and declared a cultural site of interest by the city legislator in 2007. In a bizarre event that included then-mayor Mauricio Macri coming face-to-face with criticism from Prodan's brother, Andrea Ramiro, one of the owners, reported hearing strange sounds and feeling cold drafts during the three years in which he oversaw the restoration. He decided to keep the room where Prodan died in its original state and sealed it off from visitors out of respect to the spirit of one of Argentina's most beloved rockers. For his part, Prodan, who claimed to be clairvoyant, had mentioned to the press many times while still alive that paranormal activity took place in this residence. He said he heard chains being scraped across the floor and felt shadowy figures lurking in the corners. We all know about shadow figures. Never heard any chains, though. Mm, That's more of a Scooby-Doo kind of episode. The comments were written off and attributed to too much gin by journalists and the public. But 20 years later, when workers entered the previously sealed off basement, they discovered dungeon-like cells containing human skeletons dating back to the colonial colonial area. Wow. So this guy's apartment mm-hmm. was above these ancient uh, yeah. cells where they used to keep guys down. And I guess a lot of people died in the basement there. right? And I guess that's where the chains would have come into yeah. play. Visitors of the bar often buy a shot for the spirit of Luca to make sure nothing too creepy happens while they're there. Uh, the offering didn't seem to work, though, as the once popular bar now only opens a few hours on Saturdays. The spirit of Luca apparently wants some peace. Wow. So, imagine only being open for a few hours on Saturday. Yeah. Right? So, because, because of paranormal activity. Because of, well, that strong, yeah. superstitious uh, right. Roman, Roman Catholic <laughs> yep. you know belief system, too, right? Yeah. So, what have you got there? Ah... Uh,
1: this is um, Recoleta Cemetery. I believe I said that right. Uh, if not, I'm sorry. Uh, it's the home of the remains of the country's founding families, 26 Argentine presidents and, of course, uh, Eva Perón. The most well-known uh, Recoleta Cemetery ghost story dates back to the early, earliest 20th century. It's a tragic case of a 19-year-old socialite, Rafina. and again, if I get these names wrong, I apologize. We need Hector here. Right. (laughs) Who died suddenly while preparing to see a show at the Colon Theater. Uh, She was transported to the cemetery by horse-drawn carriage on a rainy day after her death in 1902, but due to the weather, workers left her casket in the cemetery's chapel to be interred later. The next day, the worker discovered the casket had been moved and the lid was out of place. Suspecting grave robbing, Family asked that the casket be opened. When the lid was lifted, Rafina still had all her jewelry in place, but inside the casket had been scratches and Rafina's extremities were bruised. The horrible truth was then revealed that she had been buried alive and tried to scratch her way out of the casket in a panic. Uh, she had suffered an, attacks of, an attack of cataplexy, which causes a comatose-like state. Leading doctors mistakenly believed that she was dead. In fact, she died in the casket of a heart attack due to the lack of air and panic. And now they say that those who visit Rafina's resting place will see that there's a life size uh, Art Nouveau statue of the young woman with her hand on the door to her own mausoleum, a family tribute to the girl who died twice.
2: uh, How many people back then weren't actually dead? But we're oh. declared dead and then buried, or you know, stuck right. st- stuck somewhere in a tomb, and yeah, ugh, that's awful way to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and you know what? I, I believe there's probably a lot of uh, stories. In fact, I even think there's an, a TV show out now that uh, that discusses uh, funeral homes and. Um, you know, getting the bodies and some weird things that have happened. Oh, really? These guys usually stay pretty quiet about these things, though.
2: Right? Mm. But I'd like uh, to talk to some funeral directors and say, "Hey, right? You ever had anything really weird?" To... Yeah. Actually, actually, I know a guy, so maybe I should contact him and say, "Hey." Yeah. You know, I can understand why they question, but yeah,
1: I can understand why they want to say, you know, oh no, 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 nothing. You know, everything's mm-hmm. good, but you're dealing with the, the dead. Well, and, and
2: you've also seen. Like back in the 16th, eighteen hundreds 1800s where they used to put bells yes. in people's caskets and yep. like and it would tie it to their wrist right. and they would go up a little tunnel or a tube to the outside. So if they woke up, yep. they would just shake their hand and the bell would yep. ring and someone would come and dig them up.
1: Yeah, saw that right. in, in Kingston there was a bunch of graves in that old cemetery that had the bells. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a
1: fascinating cemetery. Oh, I'm going you know to have saying? to
2: go. I'm going to have to go. Yeah. <clears throat> Another story from Argentina. This is called Palacio de los Bichos. Mm. Uh, and I th- hope I pronounced that right. So it's actually that translate to Animal Palace. was constructed in 1910 during the eclectic period. It stands five stories high with arched windows, numerous balconies, gargoyles, and animal statues. It's said that an Italian royal named Raphael Giordano built the mansion as a wedding gift for his doted-upon daughter, Lucia, who was studying to be a doctor. The couple was very in love and the parents hosted a large wedding party, but that night in 1911, tragedy struck. Giordano's daughter and new son-in-law set off in their horse-drawn carriage in front of their guests. As the neighborhood was rural at that time, the streets were dark. As the couple headed away, they didn't realize they were on the railway tracks and were struck by a cargo train, Hmm. which killed them instantly. How the hell do you not know a train's coming? (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Like, seriously. Anyhow, lights or no lights, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Giordano, feeling cursed and wanting to escape the memory of that tragic night that took his only daughter, abandoned the mansion and fled back to his native land. During the many years in which the mansion sat abandoned, neighbours reported hearing music and the sounds of a wedding party whistling through the streets, glimpsing translucent silhouettes, dancing in the garden, and, although the building did not have electricity, lights flickering inside the mansion. In the 1990s, the building reopened, and today the building is made up of luxury lofts with a spa on the first floor. So far, none of the well healed residents have come forth to admit that their apartment is haunted, but many of the neighbors say the building still elicits a spooky feeling. Wow. So, yeah. death by train in the dark.
1: It's, uh, Terrible. We're talking of the, the one cemetery. There's another one uh, in uh, Buenos Aires. A, the second most famous cemetery, it's the largest, is the National Cemetery uh, Chequerida. Uh, founded in 1887 in response to the yellow fever epidemic, it says when trains full of corpses, and maybe their train was full <laughs> of corpses <laughs> that you spoke of, uh, were brought here. And so they say that it's far creepier than the previous one, the uh, cemetery that I mentioned. It's got overgrown grounds, abandoned catacombs, cobwebs, all set to a soundtrack of leaves shuddering in the trees. Um some of the ghost stories associated with this, it says the cemetery include a hanged man and a tree, the phantom taxi driver with the license RIP RIP 666, and ghostly apparitions of race car driver Juan Manuel Fangio, who is also buried here. They say the graveyard is so scary that if you dare go there after midnight, you may end up staying
2: forever. Mm. So apparently, continuing on with our Argentinian ghost stories, The Ghost Workers of the Subway is another good one. Hmm. Blood has been on the tracks of Line A since the beginning. Construction of the tramway, which originally connected Plaza de Mayo and Plaza Miserere, was a huge undertaking considering the technology of the time. The 24-hour-a-day push to finish on deadline took the lives of two Italian workers, Salvador Vaca and Antonio Salas when a newly constructed subway wall collapsed on them while they were working the night shift. Since then, they have gained fame as the Fantasmas de los Obreros del Subte, which I hope I said correctly. It literally translates to Ghost Workers of Line A. Uh, They they may have a legitimate gripe that may keep them from resting in peace. So initially, a cover-up led to reports that they fell, and then I guess, you know, It came out later that, due to negligence, this wall fell Mm. on these poor guys. And uh, workers say that while cleaning the trains, even after subway operating hours, they hear footsteps and sometimes see a reflection of, of weathered faces in the window. But when they turn around, there's no one there. Multiple people have reported strange occurrences in the Sans pina station, and those who wait for the train here may feel a foreboding sensation. Soon after the station was constructed in 1913, a worker alerted his superiors that there was a blood-covered cadaver in the bathroom. Mm. When security went to investigate, they found nothing unusual. Management decided the worker was hallucinating due to exhaustion and sent him home. The next day, another worker, unaware of the previous day's event, reported seeing the same thing. Again, another worker went to investigate the bathroom but found nothing and uh, I guess they say, use the bathroom at uh, San's Pina station with caution. <laughs> Watch the bloody cadaver as you walk to the urnals.
1: There's a story here uh, about the obelisk. Uh, it's one of the landmarks in uh, Buenos Aires, and it's said to be haunted by the spirit of a fallen worker. The monument was in construction in the 1930s. It was struck by lightning that caused a worker to lose his footing oh, and fall to his death. And believers uh, say that on uh, certain nights that you can still hear the scream of the worker falling to his death. And then in brackets it says, or perhaps they're merely echoes of the near daily protests here. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, uh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a scary thing.
2: How unlucky can you get? Yeah, getting hit by lightning while you're, you know, on yep. top of this obelisk doing some work, and then kaboom.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, the 1990, uh, again downtown, uh, Galerias Pacifico was being remodeled, which is uh, into this beautiful shopping center oh, that it is. This
2: is a good one. This is a good one.
1: And construction workers discovered 15 small cells and names and slogans scratched into the walls. Workers informed their union leader, who made an official appeal to the government asking for an investigation of the discovery. At that point, city officials confirmed that during the dirty war here functioned the ominous sounding clandestine center of detention and extermination. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And 19- well, that
2: sounds like a great place to, to visit.
1: Right. So a judge ordered an inspection. The newspaper, the day of the inspection was to take place, the basement got flooded with oil from the boilers, destroying all the evidence that they had in there. Uh, the same judge ordered an inspection, then dismissed it, saying there was no evidence to investigate, and the building's remodel continued as before. So obviously they wanted to get this. This shopping mall. <laughs> M- money talks, right? <laughs> That's right. It says here that a, uh, the case reemerged in 1994 when Portuguese TV cameraman came to film a publicity spot for the shopping mall. He had previously testified that while working in 1976 that he was hooded, handcuffed, kidnapped off the street, and forced into a Ford Falcon, the favored car of the military regime and taken to a dank basement somewhere downtown for five days. Although he tried to repress the terrible memory, he recalled such details as being with a Spaniard, an Italian, and an Argentine from Cordoba. When he returned to Buenos Aires with his film crew, the, he took the escalator in the mall to the lower level and started to get a strange feeling. And He peered behind the camera and recognized distinct and distinct. Distantly familiar ties on the floor, and suddenly became very weak. So you know that there was
2: some stuff going on. Yeah, he was the, having a flashback uh, too, <laughs> exactly. from when he'd been incarcerated in the basement. Stories like Argentina is is certainly it's got and its and haunted they, stories. And they had tons of them. That's just yep. uh, that's, that's just, just a few, a few of things. them that I picked out.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and
2: um, and it's not not really a place like we said that you think to being uh, you know having a strong paranormal history to it right
1: no no but uh certainly
2: i don't think they embrace their their ghost stories like they do in the uk and the states and and here to a point even even we're yeah a little behind the times you know other than like the city of kingston right which loves their paranormal and their right. haunted history yeah but uh yeah yeah, yeah i think we should go around the world maybe every once in a while and right you know bring up some russian right. ghost stories and Oh yeah, you know, yeah. French and yeah, but Mexican, I think
1: Argentina. You know, again, uh, goes deep into history. Where, you know, we're here in North America, we talk about our history, but seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, maybe. You know, we don't. But yeah. now they're finding out that you know it goes back. Much further, mm-hmm. especially on our east coast. We need some Viking
2: ghost stories, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, with caveman Argentina, ghost stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, many of the countries uh, are just uh, so old, uh, so there's
2: got to be lots of ghost stories. Oh, and for sure, and all the like the violence and the killings, and yeah, not just there, but everywhere. Yeah, you know, all over South America, North America, Europe, Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, every every empire was. You know, caked, right. caked with blood. Right? Oh yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm sure you could find a million and one different mm-hmm. stories, and you know, a lot of gruesome, mm-hmm. gruesome things. People are terrible to each other, right? That's hum- right? Humans are terrible creatures. Yeah. So, but now that we know, we have Argentinians listening.
1: Share your stories with us. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> you can get get through to us uh, by our email. Yeah, in our Facebook in our Facebook page, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, do that, and uh, even if we have to Google Translate, we will. <laughs> well,
2: I said we'll fly Hector up here. Yeah, that's right. and uh, he'll help us translate. Yeah,
1: and we apologize if we mispronounced those names, but uh, we tried. But yeah, there's some uh, fascinating stories, and as you said, there's so many more too.
2: Mm-hmm. Tons yeah. of them.
1: So we've got uh,
2: UK listeners, which is good. Lots of Americans. Yeah, they they get the gold medal. They get the Can- gold medal. Canada gets the silver, right? You know, England or the UK gets the bronze, and yeah. Ar- Argentina gets the uh, yeah the runner up. <laughs> Is that what you, you, know, you call the participation. it? The participation participation <laughs> ribbon like you used to get in school. Yeah, but yeah, I w- I couldn't believe it. Yeah, Argentina Argentina. Yeah. So I thought for sure Australia or New Zealand, but right. Oh yeah, well. And you know what? that's, that that's just gu- Spotify. And that one guy. Yeah. In Iceland.
1: Right, one guy in Iceland. <laughs> one guy yeah. in Iceland. So, if
2: you're that listener, <laughs> yeah, let us know.
1: And a couple in India. Two in India. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. So, and that's just uh, Spotify stats. I'm going to look into some of the other uh, stats, mm-hmm. uh, Castbox as well mm. as uh, uh, Apple, and we'll we'll see what we we get there for mm-hmm. different countries. But yeah, always fascinating to know that uh, we have the listeners that like to listen to paranormal podcasts and. And listen to us. I think that's yeah. special.
2: Tell all your friends. My book has been doing well. Yes, I'm almost sold out. Of that's m- great. Of my first run. Your first run. So I better go order some more books from the the publisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was I was on, um, I was on the haunted couch. Uh, if anybody has lis- been listening to the podcast since day one, we had uh, Jerry mm-hmm. and Jen from Team Spirit, the science behind Spirit. Mm -hmm. And they're, uh, Jerry's kind of doing it all on on his own 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 now, and Jen's doing her own thing. But uh, they, uh, Jerry at least, has been doing this thing every Thursday night at 8 o'clock on Facebook called uh, The Haunted Couch. So if you go to their Facebook page, he talks about his investigations. He has some guests on. I was on there last week uh, plugging my book and talking about some of the creepy ghost stories and everything else. And he told me that next year he's going to go to Waverly Hills, I believe. Waverly Hills, It's in Hills, Vir- yeah. Virginia. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's been on Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, yeah. Paranormal Lockdown, you name it. I think it's, I think it's Waverly Hills, and mm-hmm. I apologize if I got the wrong location. But he has hooked up with a paranormal team out of Kansas City. Wow. And they're going to go down next spring because the place is huge. Yeah. Like, it's massive. Like I I don't know the square footage, but it's mm-hmm. it's like the size of six WalMarts or you know right. supermarkets. It's massive, so they're gonna have like two teams to cover this whole place. Mm-hmm. And Jerry's got his big RV. He's gonna park out front, and uses the mobile command, and right. and and he's got all the toys. And I think they're gonna have a, a blast down mm-hmm. there. So yeah, if you ever want to uh, check them out, Team Spirit on on Facebook. Right, they're good people. They're they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really love, they take their their paranormal very stuff yeah. very seriously. But they have a lot of fun with it, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. They seem to have a good crew, you know. That
2: yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know what, I, I find that the paranormal teams are much better to each other than, mm-hmm. like, the UFO right. enthusiasts and the Bigfoot enthusiasts. They tear each other apart. Right. You know, and uh, very set- in their beliefs, mm-hmm. and, and knock heads a lot. I don't know why. I don't know what it yeah. is about uh, about those two uh, paranormal <laughs> That's, topics. Isn't that funny? But I find ninety five percent of paranormal investigators treat each other like family, right? Which is good. Yeah. Like uh, Linda from the Georgina Paranormal Society, mm-hmm. fantastic, and she's like, oh, I'd love to do an investigation with you guys, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, cops, uh, yeah. correctional officers, paranormal society, uh, Wes and the guys from mm-hmm. k- from Kingston. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, we should do yep. something one day, and and uh, yeah, be a lot of fun." Because they've got some great locations out in Kingston and and, pick, oh, yeah. in and and those areas, and right. And we have. Did you just see something right beside me? They're,
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just saw something black
2: over <laughs> yeah. by my head. Anyhow, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's winter time, so things are slowing down. Harder to get around and. Yep. You know.
1: Yeah, but uh I think we got a pretty good lineup coming for 2020. So
2: January's going to be good. Yeah. Because we've got uh Living Dead Paranormal, the Foreman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh if you if anybody's listening and you don't know who they are and you want to get a heads up on them, go on YouTube, type in Living Dead Paranormal or the Foreman Brothers, F O mm-hmm. And it's three actual brothers. I think I believe they're from Indiana and they've got they basically do their own version of ghost adventures or ghost hunters. Mm-hmm. They film everything. It's just the three of them. And they have had some wicked mm-hmm. investigations. Right. And they're, they're so down to earth. They're like good old boys from, right. from the, you know, small town, Indiana or whatever. And, yeah. you know, they got the curved ball caps on and, you sure. know, and the ripped jeans and, <laughs> you know, and the, the t-shirts yeah. and everything.
1: What well, makes it more authentic when you, well, you've got you real
2: people doing it? Right, and uh, they're uh, they're pretty funny, too. Yeah. Like, they don't mean to be funny, but yeah. But just because they're brothers and they interact, you know, the interaction that they have and everything else. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good show to watch. So yeah. check them out on YouTube. We're going to have them out. And the other place, every, everybody's heard of Bobby Mackey's Music World, yep. right? And uh, I'd love to go there. I'd love to do an investigation there. And I've talked to Tony I mean, about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, let's go, right? Yeah, Because exactly. it's not far from the Cleveland or the Cincinnati, pardon me, uh, the border, the Ohio River. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just on the other side. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a paranormal team, and their name escapes me right now, but there's a team or a group of people that uh, host or organize, host and or organize all the ghost hunting Mm -hmm. uh, that goes on there. Okay. Like anybody can go down there. You pay a, 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 a certain fee. Like we could all go down a ship. Right and but they're there all the time, mm-hmm. and they have some wicked, wicked stories as well, yeah, so we're going to have them on the podcast, nice, yeah, and I've reached out to some other cool people, mm-hmm. and hopefully uh yeah, we'll have them on, and January, February should be really good, good, so stick around, yeah, yeah, good. this tonight was a little different because it's just you and I, and right, and uh we thought, oh, we'll just read a few. Yeah, ghost right. stories for a change. We've never done that before, I don't think. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes, and uh, please uh, get us your stories or drop us a line uh, any way that you can. Facebook yeah. page is usually yeah. handy. Don't,
2: don't be shy. If you've got a yeah. cool ghost story, because there's yeah. thousands of you that are listening, Yep. right, get a hold of us. Yeah. We'll tell your ghost story. Yeah. We'll get you sure. on the air. We'll make you famous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dan. All right. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at PhantomFaction at Outlook.com.